So, Brendan, let's talk about Nickelodeon magazine just for, <laughs> just for a minute. Okay. Um, we were just talking before we recorded. We were talking about the Nintendo Power magazine, something I subscribed to that it sounds like you did not. I did not. No, I uh, didn't subscribe to very many magazines or any any subscription. <laughs> uh, well, of course, you know. You were a child. You needed your parents' permission to yes. do such a thing. Uh, and they would not grant it. Reasonably so. Mm-hmm. Those magazines were expensive. I don't, I guess I, I guess I can't remember exactly how much they cost. I want to say they were like 20 bucks each. Well, not $20 each, maybe $20 a year. Mm, that could be. I don't actually know. I have no if idea. $20 per magazine. That's just, you're, you'd go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. subscribing to such a thing yeah that's what they want but nickelodeon magazine i also was a a subscriber for a time Mm -hmm. um i don't remember much about reading the magazine they had some good comics in the magazine usually i just remember distinctly our last issue that we got because it came Mm -hmm. with an insert that said this is your last issue Um, I think I remember the exact same thing, but I also feel like I got like 10 of them that had that same insert. So they kept doing it to me. They just put it in all of them trying to freak everyone out. Or maybe I'm thinking of Game Informer, which I did subscribe to for a time as well. Oh, I think, I think I did, but only because you got that with your like GameStop power thing. Uh, and then they started doing that digitally. So every month you just get an email to and like to a digital version of the magazine. And I'm like, I, at that point, what, what are we doing? Here? I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Nickelodeon magazine had the best, one of the best commercials of any product of its time. I don't really remember it. There's all the kids. Figuring out ways to politely ask for a subscription to Nickelodeon magazine, mm-hmm. which would culminate in every one of them saying to their parents, Nickelodeon magazine, please. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one way to do it. I like that the commercial is coaching children on how to ask their parents for money. That's what most commercials on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel of the time were. Ask your parents' permission for them to do something where they're going to give us their money so you can mildly enjoy something. Yeah. That's uh, capitalism, baby. It, it's mm-hmm. And it's still going strong today. Yep, yep. Better than ever, you must, some might say. The magazine business has never been healthier. <laughs> Just go to your local FYE and ask about it. <laughs> Good Lord. They'll be more than happy to sell you magazines. They'll be more than happy to talk to a human soul. <laughs> Nobody's been in here for years. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> uh, No, we're not necessarily here to talk about Nickelodeon magazine, although I'm willing to entertain it as long as you would like. I don't really have that much to say about it. I don't remember too much. I don't remember enough. Yeah. You know what? Actually, magazine I did get pretty frequently. It wasn't a subscription, but it was something my dad would pick up from the store for me once in a while. Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition? No. uh, Mad Mad Magazine. (laughs) Yikes. Is what I would get. 
uh, interesting. Yeah, and that always had that picture on the back cover where if you folded it in just the right way, it made like another picture. The all ity aller. Mm-hmm. Is that what that's called? Simpsons oh, oh, reference. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, cracked is crack. Cracked magazine is also a thing, right? Is it? I know that there's a website. I think they just full sale like ripped off every part of Mad Magazine. Hell yeah! I think I might have subscribed to that or just owned some of those. I can't really recall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The uh, Mad Magazine advertised a spy versus spy game, uh, and it had a release mm. date on it. It was like a PlayStation Two game. Uh, and so on the day that the magazine said the game came out, my dad and I went to Walmart and they had no idea what we were talking about. Pardon? And I'm Excuse n- me? not convinced that game ever came out. <laughs> it's like uh, we used to watch um, I Love the 70s on VH1, mm-hmm. a classic television program. Yep, yep. Uh, and we became so obsessed with the movie the poseidon adventure yep i know the one a movie i still have not seen to this day uh but we went to the local video rental store and my dad had to begrudgingly ask them look my kids have been watching i love the 70s and they really want to watch the poseidon adventure is there any way that you have this movie of course the answer was no yeah yeah Ah, damn, times before the internet when you could just find it. You could just, there was, there's, now there's always a way to watch that just movie. instantly watch it for $3 now. <laughs> and I still haven't done it. No, they remade that, though, I think, within the past, let's say, 15 years. Let's say 12 to 15. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say 12, but 15 is giving it a little Yeah, just, just a bigger window for me, because <laughs> the passage of time has... Uh, has altered. Um, I think I saw the remake. That's the one where the boat flips over, right? Correct. Yes. I saw the remake for sure. I don't think I ever saw the original. Uh, yeah, it was specifically, I love the seventies that made me want to watch that. And like other TV shows or movies of the time, Mm -hmm. even though thinking back on it, it was just like, 50-plus-year-olds on that show being like, ah, I remember watching this back in the day, how funny that was. And it's like, well, maybe I'm just, I just like these celebrities more on I Love the 70s more than I actually like the content they're talking about. You like hearing them talk about stuff and make jokes about stuff. Making it seem better than perhaps it actually was. Mm -hmm, mm Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Nostalgia really gets you going, and uh, people have a lot of nostalgia for uh, the topic of today's podcast episode. Do you think that's true? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, what's like the opposite of nostalgia? What's something people want to forget about? Uh, Every time you bring it up, it gets a little worse for them. I know. Oh, I thought I had finally moved on from this, but it's re-entered my life. Thank you for reminding me. Now I wish I was no longer around. Uh, Okay, Brendan, the uh, topic of today's podcast episode, Mm -hmm. something we've talked about for a long time. We've been pretty excited to get this project done, huh? 
Yeah, um, I'm actually I'm I'm looking forward to talking about it. Uh, if that says anything or <laughs> whatever that's worth, there are things to be said. There's a lot to be said. I feel like. I got a lot of notes written down here. Yep, yep. I looked up all the actors' names uh, right after I finished watching it tonight, uh, and it has been about 40 minutes, and I've forgotten all of them. There's no reason for those to stick around <laughs> in nope. your brain. Um, so we'll just let them slip away. We're talking about the film titled The Last Airbender. That's what it's called. It's is it M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender? It's M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, written and directed by M Night Shyamalan. Twenty ten is when this movie came out. Sure is. Uh, it makes me laugh because I knew somebody I went to high school with who would see every movie that came out in theaters. Uh, and then on Facebook would post his review of the movie, which was usually, this movie was great. It was my favorite movie of all time. Hell yeah. What a life. That sounds, what a happy sounding person. I wish I was such a simple minded <laughs> fool as he. Yeah. Bliss. It sounds like every Just movie is yeah. your favorite movie. I want that. Living in some kind of, yeah. Between state where you're not really you're not with it fully upstairs. You're just kind of enjoying everything that happens to you. I do have a friend Sounds like great. that who loves every movie we see. I'm like, that's really good. Good for you. Uh, but he does make me feel bad when I when we like leave the movies together and I talk shit on it on the way home. Mm. And then he's like, you know, I actually kind of liked it. And he gets very upset. And that's <laughs> that's hard for me. Um, I have not had too many experiences where a group of friends and I saw a movie and then were like completely divided on it coming mm -hmm. out. The one I can recall is when we saw Solo colon a Star Wars story. Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. And every one of us came out unified in our hatred of that movie. Yep. Yep. Uh, we did that for uh, the other Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens set. Seven. Force Awakens was seven, and that one was okay at the time. Looking back on it, I don't feel so good about it. Is that the one where Princess Leia flies through space? That would be The Last Jedi episode That's eight. the one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. That <laughs> went to a movie theater where they let you get drunk in the theater. Mm, boy, nice. Boy, howdy, did we. You had to to make it through I that, had that damn to. thing. I don't think I've ever laughed harder at a movie in a theater than when Princess Leia <laughs> flies through space. Uh, there are some movies that or some moments in this movie we're about to talk about that I laughed at pretty hard. We'll get to it. Yeah. I'm very excited. M, M. Night Shyamalan directed this movie. Brendan, do you have any history with M. Night Shyamalan movies? Uh, yeah, I think I saw at the time, I think I'd seen all of them, which at the time, which would be what the Sixth Sense uh, mm -hmm. Lady in the Water? Lady in the Water, Signs. I saw Signs, yep, yep. Uh, that one where all the plants are killing people hadn't come out yet, I don't think. Uh, there's The Village. The Village, I had seen that, yep. Yeah, I think I'd seen all of them at that point. 
I had not, I still have not seen a lot of them. Um, I saw signs uh, on uh, home rental Mm -hmm. uh, and was very scared uh, of the aliens. So scared that my dad picked me up from the wherever, (laughs) whatever friend's house I was at watching signs. Dad, pick Uh, me up. We're watching signs here. (laughs) Please help me. I'm watching signs. No, we watched signs and he picked me up as planned. But then we stopped at like a gas station on the way home and I was sitting in the car. But I was so scared of an alien coming to get me while I was sitting in the car that I went into the gas station with my dad for him to protect me from the aliens that were going to get me. (laughs) Oh, no. I haven't seen signs since then. I I should go back. That makes sense. Uh, I thought it was kind of boring. It seems pretty bad. Honestly. (laughs) I was like, what is the point of this movie? uh, Spooky aliens like to write things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the whole movie. How about this run on Rotten Tomatoes for you, Brendan? Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. M. Night Shyamalan, The Village, mm-hmm. 43%. Ooh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, that's the one that does critic and audience score? That sounds right. Okay, so is 48% like the aggregate? Like, I'm not sure, we're just going on All kind right. of the we'll to- tomato meter thing. The, fr- the fresh the freshometer? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. 43% for The Village. Okay, that's kind of fair. Lady in the Water, 25%. Very fair. The Happening is an M. Night movie. That's the one where the plants scale people. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. 18%. Oh, fuck. Uh, with Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. Right. This movie we're talking about now, The Last Airbender, 5%. Whoa, his, his worst. Gotta be. Can't imagine it gets. I would hope so. Like any any lower than five percent. What are you even doing? There's probably few movies that exist in the Rotten Tomatoes database that are lower than five percent. Yeah, if you know of them, there's probably just a way to search <laughs> based on that. But, I mean, there's got to be. There's got to be. But we don't know how to do that. We can't. But if you uh, know. redeemed himself a little bit with his next movie, uh, After Earth is another M. Night movie. After Earth. Is that the one with Will Smith and his son? Like the Scientology propaganda movie? I really don't know. Oh, I think that it is. Well, in any case, it was a uh, much higher 12%. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you are thinking of the correct movie. I just looked it up for you. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, 43, 25, 18, five and 12 is the run that M night went on at this particular period of time. Oof. That's rough. not good. That's rough. Little bit of a struggle session for <laughs> our boy there. Well, I mean, at that point, he had made a name for himself as the twist guy, where all of his movies yeah. have to have a twist. Does um, that ever happen? And does, did he try to do that in this movie? I'm trying to think. I I don't think so. If anything is the twist, it's that the princess is the the spirit, which no. is not something that he did. No, you can't credit him with that. Yeah, maybe the twist is that he fucked it all up. 
Well, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I don't know how to make this movie. Surprise. It has nothing to do with Avatar. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> oh, you got us again, you fucker. <laughs> okay. You never saw it coming. Uh, all that is to say, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, a storied director. Yeah. Yeah. Is he still doing stuff? He's still doing stuff. He came out with that movie with uh, Batista in it like a year ago. Uh, not Cabin in the Woods. Knock at the Door or oh, something? I don't know. I'm not sure. Cabin in the Woods, though. Fantastic film. That's a great movie. If that was an M. Night Shyamalan movie, I would have to mm-hmm. give him props for that. But this I don't think... Sits up there as one of my favorites. Knock at the Cabin is Knock the Knock at the name. Cabin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how people felt about felt about that one. It doesn't matter. I don't remember uh, hearing he, about it. He's still out there doing stuff. My father-in-law oh, liked that movie Split. He thought that was pretty good. Oh, was that Shyamalan? It was. Split and Unbreakable and Glass. All three. Those were very good. I liked those. I saw most of Split. I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbreakable is the oldest one. And then Glass kind of goes back to that in a very fun way. Didn't see it. I liked it a lot. Glass was very cool. Um, okay. Yeah. So the man's them. capable of a few things. Yeah. Yep. But we kind of <laughs> join him in, as we just described, a, a rough stretch of time. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a win in a little while. It's going to be a little while until he has another win after this. I wonder how he... How he managed to get the position as the head of the last airbender. Mm-hmm. Did he fight for that? Was he like, was he picked out for that? <laughs> like, how did, how did that happen? Look, the, uh, story of this definitely exists somewhere. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't do enough research to figure that out, but that's okay. Uh, it's not really important. <laughs> there's a lot of quotes that I saw of, him in the media saying like, oh, this story really spoke to me and like I wanted to be the one to tell this specific story that I've followed so closely and like this it's they've set up such a great thing and like I want to put my twist on it or whatever. <laughs> the M. Night uh, twist. Uh, yeah, that sounds to me like the words of somebody who uh, who sees how much money this show makes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love that show. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, Put my name on that. That's at kind of where I'm leaning with this, too, and we'll even talk about the money aspect here in just a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're looking at M. Night. He's coming into this property that it seems a little strange that he would get matched up with here in the first place, but uh, here he is making a... Major motion picture of The Last Airbender, the Avatar franchise, but of course we can't call it Avatar for specific reasons. Yep. Um, but here he is making a movie. Uh, I guess, I don't know, Brendan, let's, uh, I guess let's get into this goddamn thing. Well, let's do it. I do have a request, though, for discussing this film. Uh, we must 
refer to every character by the name the movie gives by the, them. By the name, I, 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 as if you didn't think that in my I just, notes, I've already written them all down in the way they're. <laughs> I was just concerned that we would fall into calling them their characters from Avatar: The Last Airbender. This is not Avatar: The Last Airbender. This is the Airbender or the Last Airbender. It's different. The characters are different. It's not the same story. No. With the same characters. You can forget every character we've ever discussed on <laughs> yeah, this podcast. These are, we have a new... These are all new characters. Better characters? We'll find out. <laughs> let's, let's look into it. Are there any characters... Uh, we'll get into it. I, I was going to say, are there any characters that are better in this movie than they are in the show? And I don't think that's the case. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, we'll find out. <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. So we start up the movie and we see the Nickelodeon logo appear mm-hmm. on the screen, which to me used to be such a cool thing when that would show up before a movie would start. You know, actually w- watching it recently when I saw that Nickelodeon logo, uh, I felt something. I was like, this, there's something here like deep inside of me that is like, yes. Uh, but I couldn't place anything. I think maybe like Snow Day. Oh, Brandon, I'm so happy that you said Snow Day because that's exactly <laughs> it, what I have written down in my notes. It has to be Snow Day is like where my mind went. I can't believe you just said that because I was going to say, what movies do you think of? I think of Snow Day when uh, I, I see this logo. <laughs> I think that's the only one. There's um, got to be a few others from the time period. I guess, that, I guess the Rugrats is, probably. Snow day in the oh room, sure right? sure sure, but this it's something about the live action nature of this yeah. Really, the 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 snow day connection is strong <laughs> yep, here yep. with me too. I've seen that movie so many times. Was Max Keeble's big move a Nickelodeon movie? <sighs> Probably. Hmm. I really liked that one too. Another, that's a movie we've talked about in the history of the Gotta Recap podcast. Yeah, I think we talked about McGoobel. What's his name? I don't know. (laughs) The frog. The frog that ate Max's dad. Sure, sure, sure. We all know his name. (laughs) Uh, It makes me laugh very much that you also thought of Snow Day when you saw this Nickelodeon logo. Yeah. But. Yeah, that it did stir up the same feelings within me. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is going to be all right. <laughs> they surprise they, they lured you in. <laughs> uh, here we go. We're watching the different benders in the opening credits in the same way that they do in the opening credits of the animated show. Mm-hmm. The only part of the show that M. Night saw. <laughs> I have thoughts on that as well (laughs) um i'm seeing this happen and i'm watching these live action people doing live action bending Mm -hmm. and it's filling me with so much dread yep for the upcoming live action netflix show oh no (laughs) i actually forgot that that was a thing because we're kind of i mean this is the test case for it right yeah yep Although, if it's any consolation, this is probably the low. Maybe we sure. shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't say that because I guess it could be worse. But I don't. I, yeah, I, that again, literally in my notes, I have 
can't be any worse than this, <laughs> but I don't think it can be good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have a huge problem with the bending in this movie. <laughs> I do too, but like, so uh, without talking about like how fucking long it takes for somebody to produce one That's single bending fucking, move. Uh. We'll talk. We'll talk about it in a little bit. We'll, we'll, let's wait on that. Let's wait on that. Uh, it. What can you do to make it look good? Just spend millions and millions and millions of dollars because that's kind of what they did here. Uh, I would say better camera work would have gone a long way. Mm-hmm. Like give us like closer shots. Give us like tracking shots following their hands as they move around. Like sure, make us feel something. It's a very they're all very flat scenes of people doing way too many moves for what happens <laughs> again. Well, I, we have more. We have so much more on that to come. But I yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Maybe yeah, make us feel anything for like somebody trying to. Yeah, do one of these moves. Give it, it uh, nothing had weight to it. Like, and maybe that's not fair because it's like they're doing real martial arts. Mm-hmm. But like none of it like felt connected to what they were doing. None of it felt exciting to see them do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, in any case, this is <laughs> the first example of that in this movie is when they're doing it in the opening credits like they do in the show, and yep. it looks like shit. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so we're going to have a good time. Yeah, we're in, we're in for it. The title, Book One Water comes up on the screen. Man, I can't wait until they come out with books two and three. Yeah, hell yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Coming out alongside the, the Aragon sequels. Oh, Aragon, a book series that I loved so dearly, and then they <laughs> fucked that up too. Yeah, so bad. I would actually say Aragon's movie w- uh, fucked it up worse than this did. <sighs> it's been too long since I've seen it, but I was... Not a fan of the Avatar, The Last Airbender at the time. Oh, hold on. Uh, I was a fan of Aragon at the time that I watched that movie Mm -hmm. when it came out and was highly disappointed. When this Last Airbender movie came out, I had not yet become a fan of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. I was uh, in that same position when the movie came out. I did still see it in theaters, though. Sure. Um. Aragon bonus episode coming up soon. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Nickelodeon approved $250 million to to make three movies. Oh, my God. That's not a lot, really. I mean, 2010, still, that's probably not enough money to get this job done. That's like a single episode of an HBO show. At this point, yeah. (laughs) Um, but they approved that much money to make three movies to mm-hmm. cover all three seasons of the show. This single movie cost $150 million. Yep. <laughs> so they kind of blew it right off the bat. Yeah, good start. Good start. And it's showing in this wonderful bending that we're introduced to <laughs> mm-hmm. right off the top. Yep. Uh, let's get into the actual recap of the stuff, huh? I would think for $150 million, they could afford to hire, like, more than two actors. More than just, yeah, three <laughs> white people. <who laughs> and Dev Patel. And, and yeah, and the only <laughs> Indians that existed in Hollywood at the time. <laughs> oh, no. 
Katara and her brother Soka are hunting near a river at the South Pole. I feel like sometimes they call him Suka too. Depending They're on, not really sure depending what on they who's want speaking. <laughs> They're not really sure what they want to do. They're Soka. I mean, let's let's get into this right now, Brendan. There's Soka is mm-hmm. number one. Yep. We've got Eero. Eero, yep. Uh good old good old Eero. Everyone's favorite. Our <laughs> beloved character Eero. <laughs> of course, there's the famous Ong. Ong. Ong the Avatar. Ong is the Avatar. But also not always the Avatar. Some people do say the word Avatar. Some of them. The ones who have seen the show. <laughs> Or the ones who know that the word avatar is nothing. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say the word that's actually yeah. a word. No, you're absolutely wrong about <laughs> how to pronounce that. This is foolish. I won't say avatar. I'll say avatar <laughs> like a like a real man. Like a reasonable person. Of course, the only reason that this movie doesn't include the word avatar in it is because of something we've already talked about before mm-hmm. on this podcast. The reason that the television show is not simply called Avatar mm-hmm. and has to have a subtitle is because by this point, and even by that point in like 2005 or whatever, uh, James Cameron had trademarked the word Avatar for use in a TV film property. Yep. So they couldn't they couldn't use it because. Old Jimmy C already locked it up. Yeah. I think it's kind of wild that they couldn't even use it. Like, could they not use it in the movie title at all? Or did they just Seems choose that way not to? <laughs> like, well, think about it. Have you ever seen or uh, can you think of any other movie that has ever come out that contains the word Avatar in it? That mm. is not in the Avatar franchise? No. I, don't think I mean, super- pre like 2000 three or whatever no i don't think so i don't think that's a super common that's i think for me that became more of a common word like around video games sure that makes sense yeah more of a technology thing and Mm -hmm. and not something more in like yeah film and tv yeah but once old james got it locked down nobody else could they were they literally wouldn't even put it in the name of this movie yeah that's weird it's wild so av- avatar is what we went with instead <laughs> is that why they did that do you think <laughs> I, I have to think so i just assumed that none of them knew how to pronounce the word <laughs> But why would every one of them do that? And no, why nobody would knows also, how to say the word. Why would they also call him Ong? That's fucked. It's, I don't. Uh. But what's even weirder about that is that, like, some of the names are all fucked up like that, mm-hmm. but some of them are not. Like Zuko is still Zuko. Yep, Zuko's correct. Yep. Katara is still Katara. <laughs> yep. Like Zhao is in this movie. He's just Zhao. Mm-hmm. Why did some of them have to change a little bit? I don't know. I I honestly have no idea. They just fucked with the pronunciation. It's it boggles the mind. I think Eero is the one that bothers me the most. At first, it I definitely agree. was Ong, but then the more I heard them say Eero, the more uh, irritated I got. <laughs> That's a good call, Brandon. <laughs> um, it's it. 
I don't understand. I can understand why they would do Avatar if they were that scared of James Cameron's big lawyers coming after <laughs> yeah. them. But the rest of these names, it just doesn't make any sense to me where, like, this is a licensed property. Like, theoretically, that Nickelodeon gave them the license to make a movie based on their characters. Yeah, and at this point, when the movie came out, how much of the show was already out? Was the whole show finished All of it. by now? The, the, 100%. Okay. Wild. Why did they do this? I have no idea. <laughs> Here's another why question for you, Brendan. Why are all of these actors white? Uh, <laughs> I actually thought about this a lot the whole movie. I was like, I'm noticing something here. Mm. Uh, all of the, the water tribe who are the good guys are white people. <laughs> mm. uh, and Aang uh, is also, I don't know. It looks like a white person, but I don't fucking know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. And then we go to the bad guys who I saw as like in in the show. I'm like, well, they're all kind of like Asian, different Asian cultures. Very uh, much an established thing. They yeah. All I was represent like, actual Asian cultures. I was like, okay, so the Fire Nation kind of feels like China. Like we're conquering, we're doing all this and that. Uh, and in the movie, we get uh, India or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. They're all Indian actors. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just don't understand. Even the architecture, like later in the movie, we see some of the Fire Nation. It's all like Indian architecture. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening here? They did a very, very cool, awesome thing where exactly like you just said, the good people are white and the bad people are brown. Yeah, except except one person, uh, Ang's master. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Gyatso. Gyatso, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's played by, I think, a black actor. Um, but other than that, they're all white people. He also has no lines He doesn't dialogue, speak at all. Like he he smiles knowingly one time. Seven, maybe, a cu- <laughs> maybe a couple times. I don't fucking know what they were doing here. Uh, look, it's disgusting is really all you can say. If you Google the term the last airbender whitewashing, there are so many articles that you will get from the time period and also like retrospective pieces that have been written recently. That checks out. It's one of it's seemingly uh, one of the worst examples of whitewashing Mm -hmm. in Hollywood history. It's so wild to me. Like, I don't know, fucking, I, I I didn't notice it as much, I think, the first time I watched it, uh, which mm. would have been, how old, 2010, I would have been, I would have been, like, 16. Sure. Um, but, but this time, I was like, what the fuck? We've come such a long way in, like, making sure, like, representation in films is, like, one thing, but, like, these are literally characters that belong to specific cultures. Yeah. Yeah, I and they did, just put white people in all the roles. I did end up looking into it afterwards, like, okay, what what cultures are each of the nations based on? Um, <laughs> none of them were white people. They did. They didn't. They didn't <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs> they fucked it up so bad. Uh, it's disgusting. There are even quotes out there from M Night Shyamalan with people like trying to call him out on that, and he's like, "You're gonna say that about this movie." where I am an Indian director and it's like yeah well I don't yeah, uh, yeah what's, yes what's I up am with that what do you why did you do this <laughs> you could have done a better job M Night <laughs> and you didn't so it's just it's 
really gross, I guess is all you could say. Uh, I should also take this opportunity to say that uh, the recap of this movie I have taken in bits and pieces from some fan recap that I read on IMDb. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do a good job of recapping this movie. Hell yeah. I felt like that was in the spirit of kind of what we're up to here. I think so, yeah. Yeah, this movie is like a fever dream. So why not, yeah, continue that trend with someone who barely describes what actually happens in the movie. <laughs> in the movie that barely describes what happens in the show. <laughs> in what happens within the own movie itself. <laughs> uh, when they looked beneath their feet, mm-hmm. again, this is kind of what we're working with here. Uh, There was something glowing below. Soka hits the floor with his boomerang. The floor? (laughs) Yep, yep. Again, it's not a good recap. (laughs) Uh, Katara takes a few hacks. It looks really, really bad with her hitting the ice. It's very funny to me that she, like, busts the ice and then gets blown away by, like, a giant fan. Yeah, uh, all of the air, like, the wind effects look awful shitty so shitty uh well except one scene i think they did it well one time okay i'll hold you to that you'll have to let me know Mm -hmm. uh an ice sphere appeared with a 12 year old boy named ong Mm -hmm. his name's ong that's true that is his name in the film (laughs) this this is the character ong not to be confused with ang (laughs) no i don't know who that is (laughs) and a flying bison named Appa trapped inside. Uh, Appa. I I don't know that they ever even refer to Appa by name, but Appa has a human, like a very disturbing human face. Appa is horrifying in this in this movie. Absolutely grotesque creature. <laughs> well, I will say one thing for Appa: his his size is consistent. That is true. They don't. They didn't make that mistake. Like Which maybe we don't the want. Show. Maybe that's bad. Maybe that's points off. No, we like that. We like that he can be any size yeah. he needs to be. Yeah. But any don't. every any time he's on camera, he's a different size than he was last time. And that adds to the fun of the show. Mm-hmm. This movie just makes him one size fits all, and also has a very disturbing. Too close to actual human face. Like the like the forest spirit from Princess Mononoke? Pretty much. Yeah. Actually, very much, yes. <laughs> they give me similar levels of creepy vibes. Uh, unknown to them, Ong is the long-lost avatar. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. I just, it, it will never, it will never sit right. Are you feeling ill? <laughs> yeah. Uh, However, his disappearance allowed the Fire Nation to declare war on the other nations in their attempt to conquer the world. Mm -hmm. So we kind of get our first scene with Ong. They very much rush into this with him at the Northern Water or Southern Water Tribe. Are you saying they rushed things in this movie? No, no. They, They took their time. How long is the movie real quick? Is it like an hour and a half? Uh, probably a little bit longer than that. I would have to guess. Okay. Because I think they try to cram like five episodes worth of stuff into it. 
Uh, if we were going to say how long the last Airbender film was, you and me, it Brendan, felt two, like forever. Two experts on the subject would scroll through an entire IMDb article, not seeing the information that they were looking for until they finally came upon the thing that says an hour and 43 minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they try to cram a lot into this. It actually, I will say it did more of the show than I thought it did. Because mm-hmm. uh, in my mind, the the siege on the northern water drive uh, sure. was like the whole movie. Um, That takes up maybe half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say now... Uh, this is perhaps the worst paced movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We rush through so, so much. We get like so much n- of it. No character from anyone. This is the problem is we're never given a moment to care about yeah. anybody. And they try to force like motivational or yeah, stakes on on Ang or Ong, forgive me, uh, Ong, on Ong yeah. later Ooh, on in the Ang movie. Uh, and I just can't give a shit about it because no. the movie hasn't given me a reason to. And it, like the, the character. Well, I guess we'll talk about that when we get there. But fuck, man, <laughs> it is. It the pacing is unbelievable, and they just they have to take so many moments of like somebody saying a single line that gives us like four or five plot points within the line yeah. that they're giving. Yep. Um, they they don't let anything breathe. Not that we would really want them to, based on kind of what we're dealing yeah. with here. Oh, before we go too far, I do want to say in our season recap, I think I attributed a quote from the movie to the Uh-oh. show. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, watching it again today, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think I I think I mentioned this line specifically in our recap. Do you want to give it to me now or do you want to wait on it? Uh, it's the we could have or we could be friends line that Ang <laughs> uh, uh, says to uh, <laughs> Zuko. So, so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I mentioned that specifically uh. in the recap and then watching it, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> that wasn't in the show. No, it was a movie thing. Um, that fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> I know, I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, it's already uh, out there, it's too late now. Yeah, we can't take that one back. Uh, that's okay. It's a bad movie and a bad film. Uh, Ong's tattoos are much too detailed. Yeah, they're doing like a fractal thing with it. Like, it's a bunch of little triangles that form a, an, an arrow. And there's like the, the air tribe symbol, I think in the middle of the arrow instead of just being solid blue lines it's like ong got a bunch of henna yeah. at the state fair yeah that's what it looks like it's all like stippled it looks like shit <laughs> uh probably not best practice to hate on child actors no but... and and to be fair the, the person playing ong was not an actor <laughs> No, no. Actually, if you look into the story a little bit, did you look into I this did, at all? I did, I did. He was hired because he was a martial artist. His mother basically, like, pushed him into this thing, which mm. is the true of most child actors, of course. Yeah. Um, But he was already shaving his head and kids starting 
calling him Aang in his Taekwondo class. Oh, I mean, that's kind of cool. Good for him. Which is fun. Like, it's fun that then he got to, like, live that dream. Yeah. But then you have to be, like, the Jake Lloyd for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I looked into his IMDb page. Um, Was there a lot on there? No, there were three things. Uh, something Ringer is his name. Um, he it was in. He was matter. in this. He voiced Ong in the video game adaptation of this, of the movie. Yeah, and he was in uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Okay, mm-hmm. so he got around a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, uh, not very much. I'm not. not I'm much. not convinced he wanted to act though. No, he just wanted to be a martial artist, and yeah. then. And he's, found he's still doing it. Here. I, I did I did look into where is he now. He's still doing it. That's good. Yeah, it's so good for him. So this didn't, you know, take him down. It didn't discourage him yeah. from living I, his dream. I wouldn't say it's his fault this movie is bad. It's not his fault, but uh, oh, just one of many poor acting <laughs> yeah. performances in this movie. It's very funny, like the first time he starts speaking in this movie, his dialogue is so fucking stilted <laughs> the entire movie for the entire movie but the first time is so you you hear him talking you're like wow they just made he's a like terrible choice awkwardly putting a shirt on he's like first he says a sentence and then he says another sentence but then he says a third one and he kind of talks like this all the time yeah so if he has a sentence to say it's gonna take a while like this oh my god you're killing me but you're so right <laughs> God, spit it out, kid. <laughs> uh, it's really bad. Uh, Zuko, the exiled prince of the Fire Nation, is on a quest to find the Avatar mm-hmm. and bring him in as prisoner to his father, the Fire Lord Ozai. Ooh. We're familiar with this. Yeah, I'm, I know that guy. This is a one-to-one representation of what we've seen mm-hmm. on the show. Yep. Uh, crazy that Slumdog Millionaire came out before this movie did. Oh, shit, and did Dev it? Patel is so fucking bad in this movie. Yeah, I well see. I thought he was like the best actor in the movie. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Brendan. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know with, who I would say otherwise. I thought with the direction of your brooding, I thought he did all right. I mean, he was really pushing that <laughs> motif. <laughs> I thought he did fine with what he was given, at least what I assume he was given. I don't know how much of it was uh, M. Night. Yeah, his wonderful direction. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows when those movies were filmed, but like Slumdog Millionaire, like a great movie that I he might have even won like the Oscar for. I, I think I'm not so, sure. yeah. I th- I think so. Like an incredible performance. Yeah. And then in this movie, he sucks so bad. But I, I, yeah, I think he got roped into this. This this shouldn't have happened. It, it's like M. Night called all of his Indian actors in his phone. Like also Asif Monvi plays Zhao in this movie. <laughs> yep. So I think he like does. I think he does all right as well with the content. He does fine. He does yeah. fine. It's like M. Night was like, who are the only Indian people that Americans know? I, I just need three. <laughs> well, there's, well, there, I, so there's me. I'm one of them. <laughs> and we got to come up with a couple other ones. We'll figure it out as we go. 
Um, I don't know. Again, the bad people are brown, the good people are white. Mm -hmm. It makes us feel more comfortable with these kinds of things. Yeah, I can can relate with this movie. Oh, good. Yes, my natural enemy, someone who doesn't look (laughs) like me. That's a good good thing to reinforce in this modern American society. This children's movie. That's good. Yeah, no, kids will relate and grow up to be good people. (laughs) Based on one of Nickelodeon's like best selling <laughs> IPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a disaster! Um, seeing the light that appeared from Ong's release. Again, this fucking recap is no better than the movie itself. Uh, Zuko and some Fire Nation soldiers arrive at the Southern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. To which point Zuko tells everyone, bring me all of your elderly. I thought that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Bring out your olds. Give me the olds. Line them up. (laughs) I want to see silver hair and nothing else. Uh, Ong surrenders himself to Zuko on the condition that he agrees to leave the village alone. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, on Zuko's ship, Ong is tested by Zuko's uncle, Eero. Eero. They did this really fun test. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I love that this test implies that that, that Ong has no control over anything. Like, elements just react around him. You just put a rock near him and it starts to shake. It stands up. <laughs> Like if he's just like if he's like walking through the woods or all the rocks around him just like standing up as he goes by. It's such a fundamental misunderstanding of how bending works like on this show. And the water forms a perfect circle. You just got to put it close to him and it it can't resist it. Oh man. Uh, it's really dumb. Also, Eero immediately is not a likable character, no. which feels so wrong. Eero sucks. I, I hate Eero. Bring back Iroh. I know. I don't I like Iroh. I don't like this guy. <laughs> this guy has nothing. He mm-hmm. he does nothing for me. He's too interested in young girls frequently throughout this movie, which makes me feel very uncomfortable. I feel like that's very that's a very Iroh thing, though. I think that's pretty on brand. Yeah, you know, I guess that's the one thing they carried over. But when there's when it's this asshole who you hate doing it, it's less fun. That's true. Yeah. It, also, he chucks that lady in the movie. Yeah, he fucking does do tosses that. her. It's very, very funny. <laughs> uh, it sucks. After being informed that he is to be their prisoner, uh, Ong escapes using his glider and flies to his bison brought by Katara and Soka. <laughs> Soka. Soka's the name, Brendan. Soka. Yeah, because it's like water. Uh, he's always, it's a, he's it's always super Soka. He's always getting wet. Um, I'll have to buy that. Uh, Ong and his new friends visit the Southern Air Temple, where he learns that he was in the ice for a whole century. And the Fire Nation wiped out all air nomads, including his guardian, Monk Gyatso, Mm -hmm. who we hardly ever see in this movie. Yep. We we see a skeleton. 
we do get to get that. He's got the necklace, I think. But he's not like in a cool pose, <laughs> like surrounded by dead uh, Fire Nation guys. He's just like lying dead on the ground. He's in a field with everybody else. Yeah. Not as good. Everybody steps all over their bones and there's mm-hmm. crunching sounds. <laughs> uh, we also meet Momo here in the Southern Air Temple. Is Momo ever named in this movie? No. And uh, you would be forgiven, I think, for getting Momo's in this movie. Momo doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> in this Hardly movie. ever does anything except show up a couple times and make like the most disgusting guttural animal <laughs> noises you've ever heard. They fucked up Appa and Momo. In a movie that they fucked up so many things, like those are two characters that we like because they're goofy animals Mm -hmm. and they make them too disgusting and real in this movie. And then just don't really do enough with them. They don't do anything with them. I don't know. They're just there. They're there because they have to be there. And I wish that they weren't because they're so bad. Yeah. I, I honestly would say that Momo barely is even in this. Yeah. You I, could I feel like I can picture, I can picture one scene with Momo and it's not even this one. Mm-hmm. It's like later on when they're riding Appa through the water, Momo is also on Appa and makes the same disgusting noises. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting in this movie. Shouldn't have even been introduced if that's what they were going to do to him. Yeah. In despair, he enters the avatar state. And finds himself in the spirit world where he encounters a dragon spirit that tells him to make his way to the Northern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and this is another thing early on in our in our series here. I mentioned when Ang goes to the spirit world, uh, he meets like a dragon in a cave. I think this is probably what I was thinking of. Had to have been. Yeah, it must be. What the fuck? Why did what? Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> why did, first of all, why do they need to make a change? And second of all, why was this the change? I don't know. The dragon is so disappointing. And the dragon sucks so hard. It's only you, there to heavy-handedly deliver, like, exposition. You could have had Avatar Roku do that. Yeah, yep. Avatar Roku's not in this, is he? There's a statue of him later on. Mm-hmm. but he's not in this movie at all. It almost feels like this dragon is fulfilling the role of like the spirit that Aang meets that gives him some guidance. Yeah, yep. And the dragon sucks. Like, it doesn't do anything. No, uh, it's it's worthless, does it? <laughs> and also takes away so much from like the Avatar being like a cool historical thing that there have been many of before. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, Aang gets to meet a big dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we never touch on the past lives thing. I don't think we really do. I don't think hardly ever. I don't think it ever comes up. Uh, If it does, they don't make a big deal of it. No. Um, at some point we meet Zhao in an unremarkable scene. Mm -hmm. But at least they do make Zuko's ship very small compared to Zhao. So at least they got that right. Yeah, that's nice. I kind of like the ship designs. Yeah, Yeah. the ship designs are pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, I like those. Especially, like, at the end during the siege when you see, like, a whole bunch of them out in the water. It's got a very, like, epic video game sequence feel to it. It does. Uh, We both just gave credit to something in this movie at the same time. We got, we have to be fair. (laughs) 
we're nothing but fair. Yep. So that might be the only time it ever gets anything out of us. But that's how you can know all these criticisms are (laughs) legitimate because we also do have things in this movie where like, yeah, you know, that was okay. Yeah. So we're nothing if not balanced. Yep. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this whole scene, we're like flying through things at this point, Mm -hmm. like the whole water tribe stuff, the Zhao stuff, the air temple stuff, all of these things. If any scene lasts more than like 45 seconds, I'm taken aback and being like, oh, we're still in the scene. Shit, they're devoting time to this. Yeah, I think we're on episode like three by now and we're like 15 minutes into the movie. We're blowing through it. I mean, maybe not so much in this podcast episode because there's so much for us to say, but like, God damn, this movie moves so fucking quickly. We've got a lot of opinions. Uh, while at a small Earth Kingdom town controlled by the Fire Nation, Ong's group is arrested. Mm-hmm. So this is the uh, the episode where we learn about Katara's awesome necklace. Mm-hmm. It's the necklace episode. Imprisoned is what it is. Episode yep. six. Uh, They incite a rebellion by reminding the disgruntled earthbenders that Earth was given to them. Mm -hmm. And that they're surrounded by it. This fucking... (laughs) All right. This Earth Kingdom jail scene fucking sucks so bad. It's not even on a boat. It's not on a boat. This is the biggest problem with it. First of all, Ong gives them an inspirational speech, which sucks. (laughs) But they're imprisoned... In like a big patch of rocks and dirt. Yeah, it's like a it's like a valley, like a like kind of a small valley. But there there's like huge stone walls. The the ground is all dirt. There's They're completely <laughs> surrounded by earth. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was the whole point of that episode is that they took them somewhere where it was physically impossible for them to bend and resist. Yeah. Yeah. No, in this one, they're just they're just like locked right where they want to be, essentially. <laughs> they're in like a prison of their own making. Mm-hmm. There's so much material around them that they could fight back with, and they just choose not to mm-hmm. for no reason. No, absolutely no reason. Especially because this movie's rules for firebending state that they have to have a source of fire. Yeah, let's get let's get into this here, Brendan. This is the very last note that I have in this movie because Ozai says something about this later. Yeah. Uh, where he says that the comet that's coming cuz that's another plot point that they did actually manage to insert in this movie. Yep. They says that the comet will allow firebenders to make their own fire, which was yep. the only like moment at which I realized Oh, fuck. Firebenders can't bend fire without a pre-existing flame. They have to have a source, uh, which ruins them completely. What? What's the point? They've got a brazier with fire in the middle of this Earth Kingdom, like, prison, Mm -hmm. surrounded by dirt. At any point, any one of the Earthbenders can smother that fire so easily. And it's done. And And it's it's done. done. And they... They got nothing for you. <laughs> like, no, they, they can't do anything. <clears throat> and nobody does. Uh, and also, there's another point later where where when Iroh, or Iro Iro sorry. When Iroh freaks out, uh, and he's, like, so blasting fire from his hands, and they're all like, oh, my God, he's making fire. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, why, why did they put that limitation 
on the firebenders, it makes them so much less scary, I think, than than they are in the show. Well, it made me laugh so much in just before that scene that you just mentioned when Zuko shows up to the spirit oasis and throws like a fucking torch on the ground. Yeah. And it just made me laugh because I thought he was doing that for dramatic effect. No, but he has to do that. Now with the rules that I understand that have been established, I'm like, no, he was actually giving himself like fuel to fight here. And they they don't do anything cool with it. Like they could have ripped off uh, Full Metal Alchemist if they wanted, if they had to have like a restriction on it. There's a character in that who has a glove that's basically like a strike plate on a box of matches. Every time he like uh, snaps his fingers, it creates a spark and he can use that. Like do something cool with it. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but they just know they have to have a bonfire nearby or they're useless. Firebenders have to have some sort of open flame. These earthbenders are standing here cuts just completely covered in rocks themselves (laughs) and won't use them. Uh, it boggles the mind, but here we are. Ong's cover gets blown and then he starts twirling his arms and swaying back and forth like a burlesque dancer. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, yep. Maybe now's maybe now's the time, Brendan, to talk about how long it takes to do anything. It takes so fucking long <laughs> to set up these intricate martial arts routines to yeah. be able to produce one single bending move. And it doesn't it doesn't even feel equivalent. Like the amount of effort they put into doing something versus what they get out of it mm-hmm. is is wildly different. Like they've got to do like I think the best uh, illustration of it is when Ang or Ong. Yeah, fuck, I can't. When Ang, okay. uh, it was my, it was the thing that I brought up. I should be doing it. Um, when Ong is is trying to prove that he's the avatar to the the Northern Water Tribe, yeah, and it shows him like make a little tornado, but it takes him like thirty seconds to make a tornado, and then even he just the climax sits there of waving his arms same, around. The same, this is the same exact thing. The climax of this movie is the same thing as him <laughs> spending like three minutes of screen time just flailing back and forth <laughs> to produce the final move. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh my God. It's so bad. And it, and it looks awkward. Like none of them oh, look looks, comfortable yeah, it looks doing it. Uh, you can practically see the wires in some scenes. Yep. I, I don't know. It, pfft, it's disappointing. It's what it is. And I, you gotta think that they're not going to, you can do like fun martial arts routines and mm-hmm. stuff in a live action version of this, but you got to think that in the Netflix show that's coming out, it'll be like one wave of the arm is going to produce a flame yeah. instead of 30 waves back and forth and mm-hmm. twisting your body around. And, like a and single waiting. motion. Every motion needs to have a reaction with the element. Like, yes, if you're doing a long thing, it should be for a big thing. And we should see stuff happening the whole time. We yes. shouldn't have to watch you do three backflips in a twirl and then something happens. While you're doing that, some non-bender can just come up and kick you in the dick. They just stab you. Yeah, they just <laughs> and then you're done. It's like, oh shit, he's, he's like... What's the rule with the knife gun, like the 15 foot rule? Like, oh, no, he's within 15 feet of me. I don't have time to bend. Mm-hmm. I, like, I have to get out of here. 
No, people take their time and everyone gives them the space they need <laughs> to be able to do these very slow, 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 slow bending attacks. Like they're all confused about what's happening. Like, oh, what's he doing? What's what's going to happen? I wonder. This shit's going to be crazy. He's about to pop <laughs> off. Uh, a small gust of wind. <laughs> Just a little bit of, yeah, something that knocks someone five feet away. <laughs> it's like a toot. Yeah. <laughs> Does a bunch of fucking like choreography and just like, just doesn't yeah, it, it, complete with sound effect. <laughs> that sound effect could apply to every bending move that we see in this movie. <laughs> I would like to watch a version of this movie where somebody does just play a fart sound effect every time somebody does a, a bending. That would be move. really good. That would make it so much more enjoyable. <laughs> uh, yeah, this scene fucking sucks so bad, and and was the scene where I realized like. Wow, goddamn, it takes so long for bending attacks to do anything. <laughs> yep. Um it's bad, but the people are free. They celebrate their freedom. They mm-hmm. celebrate Ong and his company. Somebody gives Katara a water bending scroll. And she says, Wow, a water bending scroll. <laughs> Why did they feel why did they feel they absolutely had to give Katara a water bending scroll? Like because of all the episodes the that they had to do from the show, like why did they feel, oh, this is really important to the character development? This of needs Katara. to happen. Yeah, this needs to happen. Roku, no, fuck that. We don't need that. Uh, um, we don't need nope. the, that that other one whose name I can never remember. Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi. We don't have. Kiyoshi. We do have a Kiyoshi thing, which I'm going to say to oh, you in do just we? a moment. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I completely forgot about it then. (laughs) It does raise the question, though, how much of this television show did M. Night Shyamalan actually watch? Yeah, I want to say so. This feels to me like he was like, give me give me like the beat by beat. He like went up to somebody like his kid or somebody who had seen the show was like, all right, tell me what happens in this show. And they Mm -hmm. like they rattled off all the things that they were excited about. And he was like, all right, got it. That's what we're doing. The kids will love this. If my kid loves this, this is going to be great for everyone. Yeah. Um, like, like they were like, oh, well, the, the, the Fire Nation has Earthbenders uh, imprisoned. Uh, but then the kid forgot about the boat because they didn't understand the importance of the boat. So sure. it doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> there's a, there's a, like a big dragon that shows up at one point. There's like a big blue dragon, like thinking <laughs> about the spirit, whatever thing, the mm-hmm. solstice. He's like, okay, big blue dragon with the spirits. Okay, got it, got it. Every time Ong enters the spirit world, there's a big blue dragon. There's a blue dragon, yeah. Um, it's, it is so bizarre. Like, how many of the points of the show do show up in the movie, but completely in a different context and, and not nearly, like, the same I've, representation? There's, like, the one themselves. shot in the movie that I think pretty accurately represented a frame from the show mm-hmm. which is when uh the blue the, the blue phantom is hanging from the bottom of the cart going into the the yep. thing and his stupid head pops down i was like yeah that happened in the show i remember that m night seemed to pay a lot of attention to that <laughs> yeah specific thing but even maybe not so much we'll get into it uh, this is, I have to mention this to you, Brendan, they are still celebrating their freedom and they show Ong a statue of Kiyoshi that they have erected here. And an old man, apropos of nothing, says to Ong, 
Avatar Kiyoshi loved games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yep. I love games too. He does say I love games too. Why? <laughs> they weren't talking about games. Nope. Never came up. Never comes up again. Why did they do that? The the, the fact that both of them loved games has no bearing on this story. It does. It's like they're trying to do some sort of character development in that, and it doesn't like rear its head in any no. way. He never has it's... to play a game. <laughs> no, it means nothing. They don't even mention Airball. Like they could have done. They that. did forget to put Airball in this movie, and that's the biggest sin of all. Mm-hmm. Um, Avatar Kiyoshi loved games. <laughs> I've heard that. I love games too. <laughs> I love games, too. (laughs) Their plan is to liberate more Earth Kingdom villages as they make their way to the Northern Water Tribe. Mm -hmm. A thing that is not really explicitly ever said on the show, but might have been kind of a fun plot. I kind of don't I don't hate that idea. Like, hey, we're going here anyway on the way. Let's just like free all these villages. Yeah, we can unlock them as fast travel points. Yeah, that's true. And then their shops open up and I can buy like fish yeah. and uh, fabric scraps from them. <laughs> so I don't hate that so much. I do think it's very funny. They're going to the Northern Water Tribe. Soka says it's led by a princess because her father died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <he laughs> OK. Does. Yeah. 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 Um, he didn't know that in the show. No. Uh, also, her father's not that? dead in the show. But no, no. Also, no. Ugh. Oh, oh no! Well, it's led by a princess because her father died. <laughs> none, uh, somewhere none of that is true. <laughs> no, it's just not accurate. They uh, somewhere in here, there's a scene with Zuko and Eero hanging out in some Earth Kingdom town, and it's like the very first town we've ever seen them at. Mm-hmm. And Eero's like, "Hey, why don't you give up and just settle down here?" Yeah, immediately. Yeah, this is a nice place. You can find a nice girl. We could just be here, you know, hang out. I like it here. I think we should stay. Eero, we just we just started fighting. <laughs> Eero's he's old. He's tired. Oh, he's not. He's not even old enough. He's not. No, he's not. Eero sucks so bad, which is the most disappointing thing of this entire movie. Uh huh. Um, when I was looking at the cast for this movie, someone is credited on Google as playing a character named Jet. Really? Very strange, huh? Yeah, I I could not tell you who that character is in the movie. I couldn't recall anyone even barely like playing the character of Jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I figured it out. It is the little boy that Zuko antagonizes in the scene when they're in that fire or the Earth Kingdom town. Really? The character is named Jet, but has no like bear it does not bear any of the characteristics of jet as we know him no and they never say the name in the movie no. so there's no reason mm-hmm. to even have done that i don't know why they did it but they did i wonder if there was some kind of extended scene or something that got cut or they had yeah, planned perhaps. for a scene for him well this kid has none of the charisma or any kind of characteristics that would make you think that he would be jet no i it, until you said that i did just thought Jet was not included in this no. movie. And honestly, you can continue to feel that way. <laughs> I, I think I will. Yeah. 
I think it's better that way. It makes much more sense. Um, he also refers to uh, the fight that Zuko got in as an Agni Key mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of Agni Kai. Yep, yep. It's different. It's a different thing. Do not steal. Which is why I'm so frustrated. It's like it was important enough for him to include the fact that he got in a fight, but like for some reason he couldn't say the same name. I just again, it's another example. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I don't understand why they did that. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's like they're trying to dance around licensing issues when this is a film put out by when they have full permission to do the goddamn movie. I it really doesn't make any sense. I don't know because I I refuse to believe nobody on the set was like, "Hey, you're pronouncing all this stuff wrong." Like someone, somebody there had to know. I imagine got fired. Yeah, I imagine Nickelodeon probably had somebody on set to like to to watch over the IP. Well, I think the two guys, like the two Avatar creators, were in some sort of they they were kind of involved at some point in the project and then I think got a little shuffled out yeah. once M Night Shyamalan was the writer director of the entire thing. Yep, I think that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably I agree think, with that. I think I'm not I think positive. So. I think so. I think so. Um yeah, the more of this stuff that comes up, the more you're like why 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 did they have to make these changes? Yeah, what are we even doing here? Uh, nothing good. Um, at some point here, Zhao meets with the Fire Lord for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 35 minutes into the movie, we're hearing about ocean and moon spirits. Yep, yep. They, he, he sacked a library, I yep. guess, at some point recently. Yes, uh, I, in the show, I was under the impression that the Fire Lord did not know he had this information. No. Like, this was Zhao's secret weapon that he, he kept all to himself. This was a Zhao special. hmm But in this, it's, um, Ozai. Ozai's pulling the strings on this one. Yeah, they're very much in cahoots on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also, like, dealing directly with Ozai in a way that we don't do in the first no. season of the show. We don't really see Ozai in the first season all that no. much, if at all. They I think he's, like, Purposely, obscured. like, obscure his face. Yeah. To make him a more mysterious character. But, but here, no, he's very he's prominent. Just out in, yeah, he's yeah. just out in the open. Let's all get used to this guy. Yeah. Um, during a sidetrack to the Northern Air Temple on his own, yep. Wong is, I, I, that's, you know, th- does that describe it to you? Yeah, yeah, I know what he's doing. I don't, well, I know, I know what he does. I don't know what he's doing. Wong <laughs> <laughs> is betrayed by a peasant and captured by a group of Fire Nation archers led by Admiral Zhao. Mm-hmm. This is also a scene that I thought was in the show when we started this podcast. <laughs> It's like a mishmash of things because it's the Northern Air Temple, which does have machinery around Mm it. Yep. But also this is where Ong sees all of the Avatar statues for the first time. Yep. And also the machinery here is specifically made by the Fire Nation. It's not like some other guy working for the Fire Nation. Yeah, yep. 
So it's turning everything you knew on its head. Yeah. What a twist. For the better. Uh, However, a masked marauder called the Blue Spirit Mm -hmm. helps Ong escape from his imprisonment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's this escape scene that I was talking about earlier where I do kind of like what they do with the airbending. When Mm -hmm. he goes into that little pagoda that has the weird hanging shade things, I imagine they're shields for like when you're practicing firebending so you don't just throw fire out into the into the yard. Uh, they do kind of a fun thing here where, where Ong is standing in the middle of it, like blowing wind through them and they're spinning around and shit. And I thought that was kind of fun. There is almost even something in the Legend of Korra where they do some practicing of airbending. That's not a huge spoiler. Yeah. Um, what, where, they, are they airbend in that show? Holy shit. Wait, that's uh, the <laughs> Avatar can't do such a thing. Um, that has like similar kind of spinning devices where I, when I saw it in this movie, I was like, oh, that's actually remarkably similar to what happens in a show that came out after this movie did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought that was that was all right. I was like, this is this is a fun use of it. It's like a cool scene to have like a fight happening in here with people like running into it and then him blowing them back out through the weird shutters. <laughs> you got to give them something. Yeah. I'll give them that. That's what they get. Uh, this whole scene is like, what, whatever. Yeah. I feel like the blue spirit himself looks like shit. He looks, yeah, the mask is stupid. It's got big hair. Yep, yep. Uh, I I don't like the design that they went with. No. They should have just made a replica of the actual mask that is in the television show, but they decided not to. But they'd never seen that. (laughs) They don't know what that looks like. (laughs) What they had seen, only God knows. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, this whole scene is not very good, but the scene following it where Zhao tells the Fire Lord that he thinks Zuko is the blue spirit is is very hilarious to Mm -hmm. me. Because it's just a completely baseless accusation. Yeah, yeah. He has no he, reason to think that at this point. There's no. There's been nothing revealed where he would think that is the case. No. It just we have to. We we can't have the scene where he sees the swords. We don't have time. No. Let's progress the plot. And he has to tell. He to has go. to tell Ozai because Ozai needs to be in this movie for some reason. Well, here he is. Uh, he says to Zhao. You think my son is the one the men are calling the blue spirit? And then there's a long pause. And then Zhao goes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's like trying to like, are you really asking me that? I just said that. I used those words. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't explicitly say it, but I kind of figured you were following me here. (laughs) I didn't realize I had to spell it out for you. A fire Lord. <laughs> uh, it takes him a little while to catch up to the rest of us. Um, <laughs> he's not a clever man. No, no, he's uh, you know it was a, he didn't earn that role. It was given to him. It was his birthright, <laughs> yeah. after all. Um, aware that Zuko is the blue spirit, Zhao arranges to kill the prince, but Zuko survives the attempt on his life. Yep, yep. Um. With Eero's help, he sneaks aboard 
Zhao's ship as his fleet departs for the Northern Water Tribe to execute the plan uh, that he and Ozai had set up with the scrolls from the library detailing the spirits. Mm-hmm. So, again, so many episodes worth of content that we're just fucking cramming into this. Now. Shoving it all in, yep. The plot is even so railroaded by dialogue. There's a scene of Zhao speaking to Eero on the boat. He's like, hey, Zuko's dead. That's too bad. Also, your siege at Ba Sing Se was a failure. And also, your son died? In that siege, yeah. The 100-day siege is what he calls it. That's not what it was, was Not it? accurate. It was 600 days. I thought so. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a lot longer than that. Uh, also, I don't think the show says that's how his son died. They don't. They just like say, also, you have a dead son. Yeah, your son is dead, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the movie takes it upon itself to shorten the amount of time of the siege and mm-hmm. uh, announce that that's where his son died. And shorten the amount of time it takes to learn that Eero has a dead son. Yeah, and we don't get the emotional connection between, uh, <clears throat> uh, what the fuck, I can't remember, Zuko and Eero Not that we get all. between Zuko and Iroh. No, it's like a very cold and quick moment of him saying something, like, and Eero just has to stand there like, yep, that's, yep. that's what happened. That's right, got a dead son. Thanks for bringing it up. That's me, Mr. Dead Son. <laughs> Thanks for relevant? reminding me. <laughs> no. Uh, upon arriving to the Northern Water Tribe, Ong's group is warmly welcomed by the citizens of the tribe. Uh, immediately, Soka befriends the Northern Water Tribe Princess Yue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this happens This happens in a monologue uh, over, like... Uh, kind of a montage barely like a a failed montage there's maybe two shots of them all hanging out yeah katara's just like and they became friends really fast all right moving on i wouldn't believe that soka and the princess were in love uh because they never spend a single second of this movie (laughs) developing any kind of like chemistry or anything or any reason that they would even be friends that they would even speak to each other <laughs> they have like one scene where they actually speak to each other and i actually kind of like that scene <sighs> it i do have a soft spot for uh princess ua played by uh Seychelle gabriel is the actress in this movie oh, okay uh, she is, as I mentioned to you before, she plays a important character on the legend of Korra, the character of Asami. Um, but also she was on the Doughboys podcast one time. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, she was. Um, so, you know, I'm a fan of hers and honestly, I feel like UA of all the characters in this movie, UA is like not the worst. No, uh, her line delivery is as stiff as everyone else, but she's sure. fine. She's doing okay in a movie of people who are doing mostly not okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to give it to her. Although, I don't know if you know about this, Brendan. I texted my sister about this movie after I watched it uh, and was like, hey, I watched this movie that I know you've watched before and like it was really, really bad. And... uh 
my sister texted me back and was like, yeah, that movie really sucked really bad, but I thought the penis hair was very funny. Penis hair. She's talking about UA's hair. Penis hair. If you Google penis hair, the I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it for you. And anyone listening to this at this point should Google the term penis hair, the last airbender. Um, you'll be shocked to see what they decided was appropriate to leave in the movie. Yep, that's a penis. Her hair is just shaped exactly like a penis. So it is. <laughs> I did not notice. I didn't notice in the moment either. I'm like, penis hair? What the fuck what are, are you, you talking, talking about? about? And then I Googled the phrase, and sure enough. <laughs> penis hair? The last there it, there it is. There it is. Yep, that is certainly penis hair. It's very funny, and like the character Yue in the show had very distinctive hair. Mm-hmm. And so they clearly were trying to do things with this actress's hair to like shape it in fun, interesting ways. Mm-hmm. They, just, they shaped it in a fun and interesting way. <laughs> it's a fun, and interesting, fun, interesting, memorable way. I would say they succeeded. But not exactly what I think they were going for, but something that went far beyond what I think they had ever imagined. Oh, uh, man. Worth a Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a few agreements, uh, a waterbender, uh, Paku, decides to teach Ong waterbending. Mm-hmm. Brendan, you sent me a picture earlier yes. before we started this. Can you kind of describe what was going on in this picture before I get too far? Uh, so this picture is during the siege, actually. Uh, and it's like a just a bunch of extras kind of like fleeing randomly around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a woman walking with her daughter and she like, or I, I assume that's what's happening. Whatever. It's a woman with a small child uh, and she looks off to the side and then looks directly in the camera. <laughs> 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 uh, so I sent Nick an image of the moment she makes eye contact with the camera. <laughs> that's good extra work. Yeah. Yeah. They, they cut right after she does it. Like, they wanted to cut the whole thing, but they've really needed that extra, like, half second of her walking. Uh, so they're, it's very distinctive. She looks straight into that lens. Does she, like, wink at all? No, no. You could, She does, like, you can tell she starts to try to look away, but they cut right there. Damn it, lady. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't do it again. This we do not the have the budget. <laughs> We've done this take so many times, and you keep looking directly into the camera. I guess we're going to have to use it. They have to. They had to. They had to use it. They needed that shot. Uh, well, it was well worth it. It's a great shot. <laughs> it was very hard to get a, a still image of that shot. It's very funny, nonetheless. Uh, speaking of very funny, <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh no! So the Fire Nation arrives and the siege begins on the Northern Water Tribe. Um, and Brendan, I'm going to share with you something that oh, made here me is. laugh a great deal All as right. I was watching this movie. Um, so the scene is that the uh, Northern Water Tribe fighters are sort of gathered on the wall waiting for the attack to begin. Mm-hmm. And uh, standing among them is Master Paku himself 
who just also looks like shit in this movie. He's another yeah. white guy. Yep. Also, I, I I forgot about the line where they said the king was dead, and I thought he was the king, and also mm-hmm. the, the Paku, uh, which is what they did. They they mashed those two characters together. Just became one guy. Yeah. Um. Fucking wild. And I don't know that they ever refer to him as Paku, but no. he does teach Ong. And he's sitting in bending. the he's sitting in the the place of honor in the thrones. It seems like yes. when they frame it, it seems that way. He doesn't have penis hair, but no. <laughs> uh, for all intents and purposes, he might as well. Uh, so this scene made me laugh a great deal. They're sort of standing ready to fight, and uh, we see everyone kind of standing there. Then here he comes and he gives an inspiring cry to his troops. <laughs> I had to pause. <laughs> I had to pause the movie. He just howls. I had to pause the movie for so long. <laughs> because he comes up on top of the wall while all the soldiers are standing there. And instead of, like, giving an inspiring speech or some kind of, like, badass battle cry, he just lets out a beautiful note of, (laughs) all the men start pounding their spears on the ground like, yeah, yeah, we love that. I feel so ready to fight. I swear to God, I've never laughed so hard as when he just goes, is very good. It's a beautiful note. He hits a perfect note. <laughs> the whole ice wall shatters. I know. Ooh, ooh, too, you sung too hard, Paku, my man. <laughs> oh, man. It made me laugh so, so much. I had to rewind it like a bunch of times to see him do it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I love it so much. <laughs> Uh, the fight begins. The Fire Nation soldiers invade the city. They're not riding rhinos like they do on the show, but they're riding fucking Komodo dragons. Yep. Because they're dragons because of the fire. Uh, also, though, real quick, there was a sequence just before this where Paku, I think, says uh, before the Fire Nation arrives, when the signal is given, we have to put out as many fires in the city as we can mm-hmm. so that the fire nation doesn't have uh, anything to work with. And every single scene we see in the city, the fire nation has fire in the, like They're the just, braziers that are in the city. Like they didn't put they out any fire. Do it. They just didn't take that direction. They didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Again, like I said earlier, it didn't occur to me until later at the very the literally the last scene of the movie it didn't occur to me that they needed fire to fire bend yep so that didn't strike me as bad but now like listening back hearing <laughs> you say that that's unforgivable yeah I, why even mention it if you're not going to do anything with it this movie has so much setup that never pays off for nothing yeah well it'll pay off in in the, the last airbender too, yeah. <laughs> uh, Zhao begins his attack while Zuko begins his search for the Avatar, 
Uh, they do give Zuko his white outfit that he has in the show, which is pretty good. Yep. So, again, what did M. Night watch? <laughs> uh, Zuko manages to capture Ong uh, as he enters the spirit world to find the dragon spirit to give him the wisdom to defeat the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that Ong said uh, he might have to meditate for four days? He said th- he did say that, and it <laughs> leads me to wonder how long does this siege scene really go on? Yeah, or how long did he think he had? The Fire Nation is there. He knows the Fire there. Nation already, is yeah. there. There's he no does time. not have four days. In what universe it's, would he even think it's acceptable to be like, you know, this might take four days. It's the same as anything else that happens in this movie. People take as long as they need to do the things that they're going to do. <laughs> Which, for the most part, is not very long. No, no. I mean, bending moves and spirit world trips. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll wait on those. They'll, they'll you know, <laughs> those are take all the time you need. Uh, yeah, he talks to the dragon again. It doesn't fucking matter at all. Uh, he returns to his body, and Ong battles Zuko before Katara freezes Zuko in place. Yep. There's a fun scene where uh, Ong is hiding behind Zuko as he wanders around his storeroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell in one... Uh, so, he like, Zuko looks over his right shoulder, and Ong dips left. Uh, and then he, they do it again in the other direction. And <laughs> Zuko looks directly at Ong's leg behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but plays it off like he didn't see him there. It's, it's again, you couldn't do another shot? No, one take. <laughs> nobody nobody was like, you looked at him. You can't look at him. You're not supposed to see him. Cut. You <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up again. <laughs> Don't maybe they did. Maybe him. they tried it so many times, but he's just like, I can see him. This if this was a re- if this is a real encounter, I would see him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play. Yeah, I got to I got to stay true to myself. <laughs> Have him do something less obvious. <laughs> Have him at least like three extra feet further away from me. <laughs> he's too close. I know he's here. I can feel his breath on the back of my neck. <laughs> I can hear him. I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> also, this is where we see them standing next to each other. Uh, and Ang is so small compared to uh, Zuko. He's a little baby boy. Yeah, he's tiny. Which is accurate to, like, the actors that were in this movie. Because yes. this kid was only, like, 10 or 11 years old mm-hmm. or something. And uh, that's fair. But, like, in the in the show, they, they're they not that far apart, like, no. size-wise. Yes. Uh, and the movie, I would say, is more accurate, probably, for that that very specific thing where Zuko's supposed to be mm, older. Giving them a little credit, huh? Yeah. Um, but it was still wild to see how small... Ong is compared to Zuko and then how well he like holds up in a fight against this guy that's twice his size. Yeah, it's absurd. It it does make this. If only they had like used that to their advantage to be like, oh, this little tiny kid is so mm-hmm. powerful and so capable of much more than you would think he is just by looking at his stature. And then like every fight scene fucking sucks so bad. Yeah that you never feel like any kind of sense of awe at what this kid is able to do. No. And all of his moves again, it's, I think it's the direction. Cause a lot of it is on wires. You can, <coughs> excuse me. You can see them pulling him up. Yeah. Uh, it all looks so stiff and yep. awkward. 
Uh, there's there, this whole siege after Ang leaves the frozen Zuko. He, I think he just stands around and watches people fight pretty yes. much for the rest of the movie. Yeah, he does. He hardly does a single thing for the rest of the movie until he, yeah, does the climax of what ultimately stops this fight. Yeah, I do want to back up real quick, though. In the scene where Zuko is fighting Katara in the shrine uh he like throws a fireball she brings up a wall of water to block it and then i don't know what happens but she <laughs> explodes and goes slamming into the tree and i watched it a few times and i was like what the fuck just hit her like he didn't throw a second fireball that she happens a lot in this movie like violent reactions to moves that don't seem like they warrant that kind yeah. of destruction I was just like, and that fight in the show is so cool. In this, it's it's one attack, yeah. And then it's and the one that hits her, I didn't even see. No, yeah, I don't know. I was so I was so upset with that fight. Yeah, a, a huge letdown compared to what they do in the show, um, but also compared to the show, the scene where Katara does free Ong, not Ang, <laughs> does free Ong from Zuko. Uh, she saves him and then like it's this great moment of like, oh, he's free. Thank you, Katara, for saving me. The actress just frowns mm-hmm. the entire time. <laughs> There's no her. like celebration. There's no joy in this moment. Yeah, there are a lot of scenes, I feel like, where their emotional reaction does not fit what's happening. This is the most joyless movie i have ever seen it's so fucking serious yeah yeah in everything every way that every character reacts is so overly serious in a way that the show purposely goes out of its way to not do ang ang is like bubbly and he's always trying to have fun and he's joking and laughing and and goofing around ang is like the most serious child in the world yes it's like the only time that they try to lighten this movie up is when they say that Avatar Kiyoshi loved games. I love games, too. I love games, too. <laughs> so he likes to have a little bit of fun. See, I am child. Normal I'm, normal human child. Let's play Monopoly. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not that fun of a kid if he only <laughs> likes to play Monopoly. Yeah. That's, I, oh, I only like Monopoly. Yeah. That's all I do. Um. Yeah, this movie has like no heart to it <laughs> at all. It's so grim dark like the entire time. Um I I don't know why they felt it was like the right idea to like sap all of the happiness out of the show that oh, it, yeah. all, like all the characters have so much personality and joy and like celebrate things together and not ever once do they do that in this movie. And they like they don't even give like the the gang time or the the gong, I guess, in this case. The gong. It's the gong. <laughs> they don't give the gong like time to even like be together in this movie. No. They have no relationship that we know of. There's no dynamic. Yeah. They're, 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 you never see them having fun together. You never see them like you don't you never see them arguing. You never get any sort of development at all. Mm-hmm. They're just together because they have to be because the show has them together. If there was a scene at the end of the movie where I was so convinced this was going to happen too, 
where like Ong and Katara kiss like mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. I was so sure that that was going to happen without it having ever been set up as like a subplot that there's some sort of romantic tension between the two of them. I really, really thought that was going to happen. And then it, yeah. it shockingly did not. I've, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, and the siege fucking sucked <laughs> all of it. It was really bad. This is also to mention what you said before is when Ong says to Zuko, we could be friends and then just walks out the door and <laughs> scurries away. Anyway, goodbye. I actually did like that, though. I, I, I praised that in our season recap when I thought mm-hmm. it was coming from the show. I was like, yeah, that, that's a cool. I liked that. I like that, like, because you could tell that he's kind of like he's mad at him, but he's like, I don't think you're really that bad of a guy. For no reason, because they haven't interacted at all this whole movie. Well, it was like they were trying to do what they do at the end of the Blue Spirit episode, where they're hanging out in the forest. Which, even in this movie, they do have that scene where they're hanging out in the forest, but Ong just runs away before either of them even say anything to each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's the time. Didn't want to have to pay for the the fireball for that scene. Mm, Yeah, that's fair. There's only so much budget. We don't have any fireball budget. We're already we're already fifty million dollars over budget. More than that, my friend. <laughs> um, as the battle escalates, Eero watches Zhao capture the Moon Spirit, uh, which, with its Water Spirit counterpart, had assumed the form of a fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know this, of course. Yeah. Despite. Eros please Zhao kills the moon spirit to strip the waterbenders to lose all of their powers and abilities to waterbend is what this recap says. Yep. Not but, worded the best way. No, but I mean, it's what this movie deserves. <laughs> we got where we needed to be. Uh, Zhao fucking stabs this fish with a knife. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he seems so unsure of himself the entire scene. Yeah. He's like, I shouldn't be stabbing this fish, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I, You know, you guys make some pretty decent points, but I got this knife. <laughs> this fish has got to go. Knife goes in, guts come out. <laughs> the fish is dead, uh, and then Eero lights his hands on fire and scares everyone away. He doesn't even fight anyone. It's not cool. He just his hands are on fire, which I think everyone that, goes. Ah, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, one of them says he's making fire, and then turns and runs. Um, yeah, I uh, what a just a complete mishandling of how firebender firebending should work in yeah, this world. F- uh, huge disappointment. Fucking Eero. Eero sucks so bad. <laughs> it's so Eero. bad that they made like the best character in the show, the worst character in the movie. Yeah. Um, UA explains to everyone how the moon spirit gave her life, to which Eero literally begs UA to kill herself. Yeah, give it back. You have to give it back. You got it. You look. It's. It was. You knew this was coming. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you were on borrowed time the whole time. She's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure I want to do it. He keeps coming up with new reasons why she should kill herself. 
He's really pushing the point. And she, she, it's so different from the show because in the movie, she does not want to do it. No, no. She's very much like, I don't even know if I, I I don't even know if I can do that. Like probably not going to work. I like being alive. (laughs) I've grown rather fond of it over the years. It's like, no, no, come on. You know, you want to, (laughs) you have to. Just do it already. Just, you know, just do it already. You're being very selfish right now. This is for the greater good of all of us. And uh, ultimately, she decides that he's right and she lays down in the water and dies. (laughs) The color from her hair saps away and, like, enters the fish. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I felt so bad for the costume and makeup department of this movie Mm -hmm. when she lays down in the water with like this gigantic wig on top of her head. Yep. Like, oh, fuck, what a waste of money. That that wig was so expensive and took so much time to make. And she lays down in a big puddle of water and (laughs) ruins it for this one shot. Destroys it. Yeah. Felt really bad. What a waste. Um, the moon returns. Everyone is staring in awe as the moon returns. The waterbenders have their power back, but instead of waterbending, one of them just fucking tackles a firebender and starts punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah, fucking get him. Oh, he's distracted by the moon. Now's my chance. I'll punch him. <laughs> hey, we'll try my punching technique. This is going to work. Uh, Zuko and Iro confront Zhao, but then leave him to his fate, which is a extremely fucked up scene. Well, I have a lot of problems with this whole sequence, starting with, uh, the confrontation between Zuko and Zhao. It starts off like, oh shit, here, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. But what's mm-hmm. not happening is Ang is not fused with the ocean spirit right now. We don't have a giant kaiju like storming around nor will we nor will we so that already sucks uh but then uh, iro just shows up to this confrontation between zuko and Zhao and shouts at zuko to leave he like it's not worth it he like demands he leaves he's like get out now like yeah and then and then zuko like a fucking defeated puppy like Kind of like looks sad at Zhao, like I really wanted to fight you, but Uncle <laughs> says it's time to go home. That's not the right thing to do. Yeah, so he leaves, and then they give the fucking kill to the, like you said, a really fucked to up scene. Four nobodies, four yeah. random waterbenders who come in and drown Zhao in a bubble. It's fucked up. They start off. It starts, and I was excited when that that scene starts because the tendrils come up out of the water. And I'm like, all right, we're doing it. But then they put him in a water ball uh, that, by the way, every time they do a water ball in the movie, it looks like shit. Terrible. It's like, yeah, it's terrible. like constantly pouring water. It, it loses more water than was in it to begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they drown him in a fucking bubble in like 10 seconds. He drowns like immediately. We watch the whole thing, though. We watch him go you, through the yeah. stages of death. Yeah, you can see him in the bubble, like <laughs> struggling to stay alive. And then he's just kind of floating there in the bubble as the life has exited him. And they drop him on the ground and we we linger in this children's movie. We linger on his drowned, lifeless body <laughs> for what feels like forever. This movie is, I take it back, it's full of joy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I'm so disappointed. Uh, that whole scene was such a letdown. This whole movie was a letdown, but... 
Was it though? Every time I thought like they could do something cool here, they didn't. I almost was so happy with how bad it was. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I laughed like the whole way through the, my first rewatch of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like looking at it, I know as somebody who did enjoy the season that we watched. What a fucking bummer. <sighs> Let's get to the end of it before we start giving these big. <laughs> yeah. Big uh, sort of final thoughts. Um, the climax of the movie. Yes. Ong does a long dance and makes a big wave that just scares everybody away. They just run away from it. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't like sink any ships like no. the actual uh, ocean spirit did in the show. Mm-hmm. Nobody is harmed by this. We watch Ong do like a five minute routine because and then forever. everyone goes, oh shit. And mm-hmm. then has to hightail it out of there as quick as they can. And then he like just like very slowly lowers the wave again. It's nothing. It's, Why did it's, we do that? Why did we have this whole extended scene for nothing to happen? Why did we do any of yeah any of this? <sighs> oh man, this was enough for you to call off the attack. Is he even in the Avatar state when he's doing this? I don't remember. I don't think that he is. I think he's just doing it. That also looks like shit every time that he is. <laughs> Uh, fuck. <laughs> this movie. <sighs> Ong now fully embraces his destiny as the Avatar, mm-hmm. as he, Katara, and Soka prepare to continue their journey to the Earth Kingdom to find an earthbending teacher. That movie's gonna fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait until that movie comes out. <laughs> Uh, but when news of Zhao's death and Eero's betrayal reaches Fire Lord Ozai, he appoints his daughter to capture both her uncle and Zuko, along with dealing with the Ovatar before Sozin's Comet returns. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, that's how the movie ends. That's the movie. (laughs) That's the end. Thank God. Look, we've said a lot. <clears throat> yeah. I've seen a lot of movies that are on like the lists of like the worst movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I've seen The Room. Great movie. Love that. I, I fucking hate The Room. <laughs> Love it. I met the man. I met Tommy Wiseau in person. He's a great wow. guy. I mean, not really a great guy, but I met him anyway. I've seen Troll 2. Great film. Yep, I feel like I've seen that. Um, all of these films, you know, there's there's long, long lists of what people consider to be the worst films of all time. Leprechaun in the Hood. Seen it. Great film. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has always been on that list, but I've never watched it even as someone as big of an Avatar The Last Airbender fan as I am. Yeah. Knowing that it would be bad, knowing that it would not fulfill, like, the itches that I have, like, watching this actual TV show. Yeah. Um, yeah, why would you want to do that to yourself? Why would you want to sell you what you do have? No, no. I My my memories, I'm, I'm looking at this whole thing, thing through rose-colored glasses, and, and this is, is not part of that experience. <laughs> um, 
Having seen this film now, I do actually think that I would consider it to be the worst movie that I have ever seen. There's nothing redeemable about it, and it so clearly misses the mark of the source material that it's based on. Mm -hmm. There's no joy or like moments of triumph to be found in this entire thing. Everyone is so fucking serious and dark and sad the entire time. Yep. The pacing, as we discussed, is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, it's in a big fucking hurry to do nothing. To do absolutely nothing and tells you all of these plot points. Characters just throw out a line mm-hmm. that gives you five plot points uh, that would be set up over multiple episodes in the television show. Yep. The, we skipped over it, but the dragon says to Ong, like, you have to admit that you feel guilty for killing your entire tribe. Yep. And, then, and then Ong is like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And I then do he, have to do that. And then he goes and looks sad on top of the wall and does a dance. <laughs> Does a dance and then all is redeemed. Yeah, it was like I at any point in earlier in the film, even though I don't think they should have had that plot point at all. At any point, they could have set that up. Like, yes, but it, it, that's the first time we heard of it, and it's immediately resolved. There's like the scenes where he can't water bend the right way because he feels bad. Yeah, but it's not even set up that that's why he can't do no. it. No, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The acting is so bad in this movie. Nobody gives a good performance, and most people give really, really bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I really do believe that it's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. I want to disagree, but I, I, I can't think of anything to take its place. That's kind of where I'm at too. I'm like, well, that can't be. T- I've seen so many movies. Yeah, I, I'm sure that I've seen a worse movie. I don't know. But maybe not. Maybe I just feel that way. I got nothing out of this. No, no. It did. It, it. Well, I mean, I had fun. I, I mean, like, I had fun with this time, time yeah, tonight. I liked watching it to be like, oh, my God, they fucked up so bad. But if but, that's if that's all we got. Oh, boy. Yeah. I I like I said, I saw it in theaters uh, at the time. I thought nothing of it. I was like kind of a crappy movie. But that's fine because Avatar sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but n- now looking back on it, I'm like, I I feel so bad for anyone who went into this movie when it came out, like sat down with their eight dollar ticket and their thirty dollars worth of popcorn and soda and watched this fucking piece of shit. What a nightmare. As I said to you, someone that I knew said when they came out of this movie, this was the greatest movie I've ever seen. Was so wrong. You're so very wrong. (laughs) But then the next time he saw any other movie, he said it was the greatest movie he had ever seen. Maybe he has memory problems. Just any movie becomes the best and worst movie you've ever seen. Because it's the first one. (laughs) Yeah, you can't remember that other movies exist. (laughs) Um... No, I, I'm I'm sitting here now. I'm looking at it, and and like you said, I I would like to believe that this is not the worst movie of all time. But like, I don't know from my personal experience that that I can think of anything that would be worse. I guess I would say like Birdemic, but that's like not the seen same it. I've, thing. I've even seen that, and I have so much more fun if only for the song "Hanging Out with the Family." <laughs> 
I think I I don't even think it's fair though to compare this to that kind of bad movie. No, because like that's maybe the director of that movie probably didn't go into it trying to make a bad movie, but that's become like a cult classic because it's a shitty low budget movie. This was not a low budget movie. This was a very large budget, hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, with a huge network behind it, a huge marketing push. This movie had everything going for it and just managed to fuck it up on every level legendary director yeah he was riding high on on fucking (laughs) the sixth sense sixth sense the the village 43 percent and lady in the water 25 percent did he direct the others is that what that one's called I mean, Brendan, that's entirely possible, but who could say such a thing without first Googling it? Uh, I'm not sure that's the name of the movie, but it's the one where the family lives in the house and there's like a ghost that keeps opening doors and shit and the kids have like a sun allergy. And then I'm, gonna, um, I'm about to spoil this 20 year old movie that turns out the family that we're watching is the ghosts in the house. The oh, time. no. Yeah. Spoiled. Uh, no, that was not. That was okay. not. an M. I just thought it might have been film. because of the twist. <laughs> It seems like those are, yeah, that's that <laughs> kind of fits the catalog there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that was not him. He's, you know, there's there's a long, long list of just absolute stinkers and some good movies in there, but this is not one of no. those that I would consider. I would not, I don't think, I don't think I have any reason to ever watch this again. No, I think if this movie didn't have the the brand recognition that it has, it would be the kind of movie that I saw and then forgot that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that kind of movie where like maybe you'll watch it one day and halfway through you're like, fuck, I've seen this. Yeah, I've been um, there. I feel like this would be one of those movies if it wasn't one of the most recognizable IPs of our time. That happened to me recently when I was on vacation. I... Uh, through HBO on the hotel TV and there was a Rob Schneider movie playing Mm -hmm. and I didn't recognize what it was at first. And then the longer that it went on and more like beats comedy beats kept happening. I was like, I've seen this fucking movie before. I know that I've seen this fucking movie before. Oh man. What was it? It was Rob Schneider's classic film, the animal. Oh, Yep. Or he yep. gets like all of his body parts replaced by monkey parts and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob Schneider I, is the last airbender. <laughs> I, um, I think that would have been a better That would have been much better. That would have been, I honestly hope that, I mean, <laughs> I know they've already cast the uh, live action Netflix series, but like there's still time to if If they can replace decisions. Geralt in The Witcher four seasons in, they can do it for Avatar. I, oh God, God knows if it will even make it because I mean, Netflix, you, you just never know how far they're going to make it. Yeah, you have to um, assume you have to assume it's going to be over after one season. You Yeah, I mean, plan for that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's maybe the final takeaway from watching this film is like, how do we feel? I feel so much worse about the prospect <laughs> As as low as I already was on the idea of doing a live action Avatar: The Last Airbender, like having seen how bad you can fuck it up, but even yeah. like they they fucked it up so bad 
But like seeing these actors do these kinds of like bending moves and stuff and like Appa and Momo looking fucking terrible, like all of this, all, all of the things that they got so wrong in this movie. I'm like, yeah, you you probably could do a better job of that in live action. But mm. I don't know that there's any way where you could do what I would consider to be a good job of this in yeah. live action. I mean, I would I would have to think the people in charge of that show have to be like shitting themselves. Like we every night going to bed, like this show has to be better than that movie. We cannot, mm. we cannot survive if this show is anywhere near as bad as that movie. No, like there's no, there's no way. So they have to be trying as hard as they can. They'll never make, live it down. Yeah. Oh, so I think if, if anything, you might get something redeemable simply because of the 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 looming threat of what failure for this show would mean. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be known. You yeah, you don't want to be held in the same regard as that movie for sure. Yeah, like at least clear that bar. And people are going to go into it ready to compare it to this movie. People are also going to be ready to go into it comparing it to like the oh you know cowboy bebops that no, we, we said promise we not to talk it. about about anymore and like Death Note and all these other humongous <laughs> failures. I totally forgot about Death Note. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. Huh? Oh shit! <laughs> um, Death Note was so bad. So we've been set up to know that like Netflix does not have a good history as far as other live action anime or even just animated properties are concerned. And then The Witcher was good. The Witcher was good, but that's kind of a unique thing. Yeah. Um, And and now they've fucked that up, too. (laughs) Yeah, they've they lost the plot there. Um, I don't know. I, I just... Coming out of this, I feel so much more pessimistic about that thing that I already had low expectations mm-hmm. for, and now they're just rock bottom. So, no, I mean, I guess nowhere to go but up. If they do yeah. a halfway decent job, maybe I'll have a good time. Yeah, I I think it would be difficult for them to do a worse job than this movie did. Almost impossible. Representing this IP. I, I, I want to say it's in their favor that it's going to at least be better than this. They can put that like on a poster. Yeah, better than the movie. <laughs> Pull quote from Gottery Cap podcast. <laughs> at least it's better than <laughs> the last airbender. The last airbender movie. Oh, We're giving God. that to you for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can use that. Please do, in fact. Put it on there. Yeah, direct people to our podcast. Please do that <laughs> Netflix. We know you're listening. <laughs> oh boy. What a fucking ride this movie was. The Last Airbender, huh, Brendan? Any final thoughts? Uh, it's bad. Um, please somebody send us an edit with fart noises over all of the bending. Fart noises when everyone's swirling their arms, <laughs> waving their hands back and forth in the air like they just don't care. Like they just don't care. And you can tell they don't care. They it don't shows care. in their acting. No, if only someone would have cared <laughs> only, while they were making this movie. They were they were all too busy waving their hands in the air. <laughs> I simply don't care. <laughs> well, we don't care to talk about this film 
any uh, longer. No, I had fun. Ta- I did have fun talking about it, though. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we I'm glad that we did this, even if I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least it was one of those things you could love to hate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have everyone know I watched this movie twice for this podcast. Oh, you're such a trooper. I so I've not. I've now seen this movie three times in my life. I actually You'll... purchased this film on Amazon. You fool. <laughs> You'll never get that time back or that nope. money. Or that money. It's going to live in my account forever right next to Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Which are you going to choose? Probably Cool Cat. Yeah, I mean. I've seen Cool Cat Saves the Kids as many times as I've seen this movie <laughs> well um i i think that count will continue to grow in comparison i'll let you know when i've doubled it okay good just yeah send me a message and maybe we'll cover that on a future episode <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> uh well i guess brendan with that there's only one thing left to say mm-hmm. 